Hey everyone, before we get into this episode of That's What G Said podcast, I wanted to let you know about a couple sponsors that help support That's What G Said and uh, give us the opportunity to do this each and every day. First up, Stable Duel. Stable Duel has their Saturday Breeders' Cup contest. It is free to enter, $15,000 in prizes. It is daily fantasy for horse racing. You can download the app on any of your iOS or Android devices right now. Go to Stable Duel and download that app and get involved in the Saturday Breeders' Cup contest. It is free and it starts at 10 o'clock Pacific time. So, uh, 1 Eastern, 10 Pacific. Make sure to get in before that first race on the Saturday card. Also, call to post. Calltopost.com is a horse racing community and they have a exclusive Slack channel for their members where they discuss everything in horse racing, share handicapping angles with each other. And on the big weekends, they have free handicapping tournaments. And on Saturday, they're going to have a free handicapping tournament, Breeders' Cup Saturday. $500 worth of prizes. So get to calltopost.com right now, become a member, and enter into that Saturday contest. On this episode, we're going to talk some NFL football, give you the plays for the week, NCAA plays for the week, and then we're going to build our Saturday stable dual lineup. This will be just a quicker episode of That's What She Said. Um, lots going on, though, uh, right now with horse racing, with football, with basketball. College. That's how we like it. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to another That's What G Said podcast. Actually, three episodes this week. We're going to try to keep this one real quick. Just uh, wanted to give you the plays for the week for college football, for football, and then we're going to get to uh, a stable dual lineup and and how to build your Saturday stable dual lineup. So let's get right into it, and we'll go to college football where it's been a struggle this year. Good, Good so far in the NFL. I mean, We've had one bad week in the NFL, really, and college football just can't seem to get over the hump right now. 11-14 and 14 overall, we've had two bad weeks. Other than that, kind of just under 500. It's not, I see people say this, we're not good enough in college football for you to play, but we're not bad enough for you to play again, so just, just been awful so far. We're going to change this weekend. Four plays, there are really six games I'm keeping an eye on, so we might end up having six, depending on if, if these lines uh, move in our direction. First game, we're going to play Maryland, plus 21.5 against Michigan. Maryland's lost three in a row. They've looked terrible. Michigan just crushed Notre Dame. They actually looked pretty good at the end of that Penn State game, too. Michigan's looked the best that they've looked. Maryland's, Maryland's looked the worst that they looked. This line has already moved from like 16.5, 17 up to 21.5. And, and if you can get that 21.5, that's where we have to take it. So Maryland, plus the 21.5 for our first play. Second play, Washington at home. They're plus three against Utah. Washington's home off of a bye. They got beat by Oregon last time we saw them in a game that they really should have won. They blew that game late, and they did not cover, which was frustrating for yours truly. Utah 
really good defense. They can run the ball. Their quarterback is banged up a little bit, and I think Washington's offense is good enough to at least move the ball on Utah's defense. Washington moved the ball fine on Oregon's very strong defense. It's a little different going on the road and playing up at at Washington also. So I think Washington plus the three going to be the play against Utah. I wouldn't talk you off playing a little money line on Washington too. Kansas plus the six versus Kansas State. Kansas State got that big win against Oklahoma last week. And now Kansas State has to go on the road and play their rival. They're favored against Kansas. And now Kansas, this is the game that Kansas circles all year, right? Home against your rival. I think Kansas plus the six at home. Ole Miss, fourth game, plus the 20. Auburn is not quite as good as they looked last week. They were really getting beat up by LSU, and LSU just could not finish drives. They could not really score. It could not put the game away. They let Auburn hang around. LSU still won, but that game was way closer than it should have been or than it really felt like. And I think people just assume that Auburn's a little bit better than they are. Ole Miss isn't that bad. They're plus 20. Auburn has a bye coming up. So this is this is a, just a spot I think Auburn is looking past. They just played LSU, then they have a bye coming up, and then Auburn has Georgia, Sanford, and Alabama. So they have two really big games still left. They just had their big game, and they have a bye coming up, and it's just like, let's get past Ole Miss and get through to that bye. I wouldn't be shocked if, if Auburn just squeaks by Ole Miss here, and they're not really you know, pumped and up for this game. So the four plays, Maryland plus 21 and a half, Washington plus three, Kansas plus six, Ole Miss plus 20. Two other games I looked at, I don't like playing favorites a whole ton though. And and in these two games, I might, uh, I'm looking at Georgia minus six and a half against Florida. They're at Florida. I just think Georgia's a lot better. And if I can get this down to six, I'd probably take it. Notre Dame, Minus 17.5 against Virginia Tech. Same type of thing. I think Notre Dame is just going to kick the crap out of Virginia Tech after that really, really miserable showing against Michigan last week. But the the half is the point that bothers me a little right there. If I could get this down to 17 or 16.5 for Notre Dame somewhere, I would take that side. So the four plays for me, Maryland, Washington, Kansas, Old Miss, two plays I'm looking at if I can get the right side of the lines with Georgia and with Notre Dame. Couple thoughts on the USC Oregon coming up this week. Before we get to that game, want to let you know about our friends at calltopost.com. Get to calltopost.com, click on the member sign up, and you'll become a member of the Slack channel. I'm in there. We have, you know, discussions, we share handicapping angles, we share our tickets, talk all sorts of horse racing stuff. They also have a horse race ownership where you can get a part of um, their ownership group for starting as low as $100, but the membership for the Call to Post Slack channel is completely free. Get in there, sign up. On Saturday, they're going to have a $500 Breeders' Cup contest uh, worth $500 in prizes, so sign up right now, free to enter uh, at calltopost.com. USC is at home. This game is up to Oregon minus 5. USC is like a 5-point underdog at home. Oregon is very, very good. Their defense is excellent, but they're a different team on the road than they are at home. I could see this being a really close game, 
Five feels a little too high for me. This feels like it should be like Oregon. Slightly favored in here. Two or three max. Up to five is just too much for me. I'm, not, I'm probably not going to play this game because it's a Trojan game. But I'd recommend it to, t- to keep an eye on the Trojan side in here. Oregon should have won or they should have lost at Washington a couple weeks ago. Then they just got by Washington State last week. USC had that comeback win at Colorado. They didn't really look very good. But USC is a completely different team at home, and Oregon is not quite as good on the road. I think you put those two together, and I think SC is going to perform really, really well in here. SC's 4-0 at home, straight uh, straight up 3-1 against the spread. They've beat Utah and Stanford this year. Their wide receivers can keep up with anyone. So that's what keeps this USC team interesting is against Utah, against, you know, teams that have very good defenses. The Utah wide receivers are just as good. These are legitimate NFL wide receivers. USC might have four of them. They probably have the best wide receiving core in the nation. They're not consistent on all, all sides of the ball, but if you just the wide receivers alone can keep USC in any game. Keaton Slovis passed for 400 yards in his last game, four touchdown passes. He seems to be healthy, and he is really figuring it out. The USCD has not allowed more than 23 points at home this year. Big game for Oregon, though. If they win out, their only loss against Auburn, they have a legitimate opportunity to get into the playoff if they can win the Pac-12. This is a big game for them. I I think the Trojans have a shot in here. Get to NFL Week 9. Uh, 49ers beat Arizona on Thursday night, and the 49ers are just so impressive. Even in games where it doesn't feel like they're going to win, maybe, or maybe they're a little sluggish early, they find a way. Very well-coached team, and this was kind of like the Jimmy G coming out party. We have a London game, and I'm glad it was, at least it's an early morning London game. Those are the best ones. Nobody wants the London game in the middle of the day with all the other games. And it's Texans. Versus the Jags. This game is Texans minus one and a half. I'm going to stay away in London. I don't generally weird things happen in these London games. You don't know how the teams will travel. They're both traveling. I don't get as great of a a feel for the game. So I I generally stay away from a wagering standpoint. Last time I played this one, Jameis showed up with that, uh, that nice Jameis performance and he turned the ball over six times. So (laughs) we'll be up watching and uh, playing a little fantasy, but not not wagering on a side in this one. I, I'd lean to the Jags if you were looking for a lean. Redskins at the Bills. You know, the Bills are minus nine and a half in here. We saw it with the when the Bills played Miami a couple weeks ago. That just feels like a little too much for the Bills, a team that doesn't score a whole lot. Should they be favored by basically ten against anyone? I I don't know. I'd lean Washington in here, but no strong play. I will have four plays this this week. This won't be one of them. Titans at Panthers. Yeah, I'm going to make this one of my plays. Tennessee should not have won either of their last two weeks. Against the Chargers a few weeks back, they should have lost. The Chargers blew that game late. The refs blew the game against Tampa when they blew the whistle on a play that Tampa could have run back for a touchdown. And the Panthers just got the crap kicked out of them by San Francisco. This, to me, is a total game, a total play on the Panthers because the last couple times we've People have seen Tennessee. Oh yeah, Tennessee, they won. Now Tannehill's starting. Now they're 4-4. Four and four. Oh yeah, the Panthers, they just got crushed. These are the games that you play when, you know, one team is coming off a really bad game and another team's coming off a couple good games. Panthers minus 3.5 going to be the first play of the week. Minnesota at Kansas City. 
This game is off the board. We don't know if Mahomes will be back yet, if it's going to be Matt Moore. So hard to really discuss this game more than saying Minnesota has been really good. Kirk Cousins has been really good. And it's kind of been uh, shut up for all the, the Minnesota haters or the people who were Kirk Cousin haters. They look like one of the best and most well-rounded teams in football. Jets minus three at Miami. I'm going to stay away from this one. Miami's been a little bit better. They've been more competent. They've been able to cover, and they've been able to at least look like a bad NFL team and not like an all-time team that maybe doesn't even feel like a team comprised of NFL players. And I don't know what to do with Sammy Darnold and and the Jets right now. So I just stay away from that Jets Miami game. Second play of the week will be Bears at the Eagles. Yes, we're going to play the Bears. You can get this game plus five. And are the Bears bad? Yeah. Do do they move the ball well on offense? No. Do they look like there are problems? Yes. I think this feels a little high. I I still think Philly probably wins this game. But at plus five, I think if you could get four and a half even on the Bears, take the Bears here. Coming off that really poor performance, they still should have at least won another game off of a field goal miss. Philly's coming off that win against the the Bills. It isn't as much of a play against Philly as it is just a I guess a play for the Bears coming off that bad bad effort in the last couple bad weeks. Second play, Bears plus the five. Third play, Colts at Pitt. Pittsburgh just beat Miami on Monday night. A lot of people saw that. Game looked better than it was. Miami gave up a couple just head-scratching plays. I just gave Miami a little bit of credit, said they're playing better, which they are, but they still really don't want to win games. And this Colts team hasn't really looked strong in their last couple victories, especially this last week. They were able to just kind of squeak it out. I think they're just a better team here. I don't think very much of Pittsburgh this year at all. I don't think they're very well coached. And I like the Colts to go in and win this game. I think that's minus one. Colts are favored by slightly on the road. That's my third play of the week. Tampa at Seattle. Seattle's minus five and a half. Tampa should have won that game last week. They got screwed. All all year I've kind of played against Seattle. And not that I I don't like them and I don't think they can win. I think they will win this game, probably by field goal. It just feels like this is a little high. Five, five and a half. If it gets down to four, four and a half where you're looking, I, I probably w- wouldn't play it. But anything four and a half to above, like if you're in the five, and especially at five and a half where I've, I've seen it in a couple spots, then I think you go bu- the Bucks in here. Seattle crushed Atlanta, and then they've got to play a big game next week against the 49ers. I'm not sure if they're worried about this game. Might be hard for them to get up for this game against Tampa. They might be a little bit flat. Their defense isn't as good as... People assume it is Fourth play, final play Tampa plus the five And a half At Seattle Just finishing out the rest uh, Detroit at the Raiders, the Raiders are minus two Now Now, I will say with Tampa, I am worried They've had a lot of travel, right? This is another road game, they haven't been home for a while They're having to deal with that really tough schedule That the Raiders just had to deal with And now the Raiders are heading home but the Bucks did have a buy in the mix there. Raiders minus two and a half. Detroit uh, is heading to play Oakland. Lean Detroit, but no opinion in here. No play for me. The Browns are at Denver. And if you saw last week, 
the the big news was Joe Flacco after the Denver game. He was, you know, discussing how the team isn't really aggressive. What do they have to lose? Doesn't really make sense. And he seemed a little bit frustrated with uh, with everything going on, and just the fact that you're a bad team and you're not you're not aggressive. Like what what? Why are you punting the ball in fourth and short situations? Well, Joe Flacco's not gonna have to worry about it. He's hurt this weekend. It's gonna be Brandon Allen making his first NFL start. Now, a lot of people are starting to really rip the Browns, right? Rip Bay, uh, Baker Mayfield. And they're awful. The Browns are terrible. Well, let's go through the Browns' schedule real quick. They lost week one. They got killed by the Titans, remember? Just crushed. And then in week two, they came back to beat the Jets. Let's look at their... So they were one and one. Since then, look who they've played. They lost to the Rams. They won at Baltimore. They beat the Ravens. They lost to the 49ers. They lost to the Seahawks and they lost to the Patriots. So they lost to the two undefeated teams in the league. They lost to the Rams. They lost to the Seahawks and then they beat the Ravens. That's not bad. They've had a brutally tough schedule. Let's see who they play coming up. At Denver against a backup quarterback. Home against the Bills. Home against the Steelers. Home against the Dolphins. At the Steelers. Home against the Bengals. At the Cardinals. Home against the Ravens. At the Bengals. They could go on a big streak here. I'm not going to play this game because this this line has moved way too much. It's now Browns minus three and a half on the road at Denver. But I think the Browns are going to win this game. I think they'll win this game big. And I think they're going to... If you can find like Browns to make the playoff somewhere, I don't know if they're, they're going to be able to get enough wins stacked up to win the division. But honestly, go through. There's not one game left on their schedule that you look at and go, they can't win that game. They'll probably lose one or two that they shouldn't. But... They can beat the Broncos. They can beat the Bills at home. They can definitely beat the Steelers both times. They've already beat the Ravens on the road. They can beat the Dolphins, and they got the Bengals twice, and then the Cardinals. That's a cake schedule. Keep an eye on the Browns the rest of the season. Have to mention one of the longtime supporters of That's What G Said podcast, Cindy Carava. If you need anything in the field of real estate, head to cindycarava.com right now. Full-service realtor. She can help you with buying, with leasing, with... uh, Vending with vendors improving your house. If you need uh, help pre-approval for loans, she can get you in contact with lenders. I've known Cindy for over a decade. One of the most honest and genuine people you will ever meet, and she has really been awesome with uh, helping out. That's what she said podcast. So make sure you go help her out if you need anything at all. Maybe you just want to find out how much your home is worth. Send her an email: cindyc.realtor at gmail.com. Final three games of the week. Packers at the Chargers. Gonna be a lot of Packers fans in in LA at this game, huh? I would lean to the Chargers. And I do I do think that the hook is the key, the three and a half. I could see this being just a really tight game and the Chargers finding a way to do what they do best and, and lose this game late. So if you're looking for a side in this game, I would lean Chargers plus the three and a half just because of the half. If it's if it's three, I wouldn't like it as much or two and a half. But at, at three and a half or four, I'd lean the Chargers side. I really wanted to bet Baltimore against New England. Baltimore's at home. This has moved too much, though. It was like... When, uh, 
from like New England five or so. It's down to three, three and a half. I think Baltimore wins this game. So I, I if you want to play a little Baltimore money line, sure. It's just it's moved too much for me to play. I'd I'd need at least three and a half to take the Baltimore side on the spread, and I I wouldn't want to give away a couple points that we've already seen this line move throughout the week. And then Monday night, so that's your Sunday night game, New England, Baltimore. And then Monday night, Cowboys at the Giants. Cowboys minus seven at the Giants. If you're going to take a side, I would lean Giants. Division game at home, Monday night football, plus the seven. And, and I think you can get seven and a half in some spots. So if you're if you're going to play this game, look for the seven and a halves to play the Giants. I won't. My four plays, Panthers minus three and a half, Bears plus five, Colts minus one, Tampa plus five and a half. Those of you who like daily fantasy, I'm going to talk about some daily fantasy for horse racing and set a lineup in just a second. But there's a daily fantasy app out there that's called Thrive Fantasy, and it is focused on daily fantasy for prop betting. And if you want to go check it out right now, I can offer you a bonus to do so. Go to download the Thrive Fantasy app, sign up, and deposit 10 bucks. And when you use the promo code GINO, G-I-N-O, they'll give you a $10 bonus. So if you're just interested, if you're someone who plays a lot of sports and you play a lot of prop bets in particular, you will really like this app. You base your, you build your lineup around 10 prop wagers, and that's how you accumulate points based on the overs or the unders. There are point totals assigned to each prop. If you have any questions, just let me know. I can help talk you through it. Thrive Fantasy. Download the app. Deposit 10 bucks. Use the promo code G-I-N-O. Okay, let's talk some Stable Duel. I'm sure you've heard me talking about Stable Duel a lot over the last few weeks. You've probably seen it all over the place. Really fun fantasy horse racing. Most important part in this contest on Saturday, completely free. There was a Friday $5,000 contest. The Saturday contest is $15,000 in prizes. They pay out to, I think, the top 75 so you don't have to win and you can finish like 50th and you're still going to make 10, 20 bucks. So go download it right now. It's a brand new app, Stable Duel. You can download it on your iPhone. You can download it on your iPad, on your Android now. And we'll take you through how you build the lineup. So enter, create a stable, create a stable name. And now we're going to be playing the Saturday contest. So it comes completely free. And when you pull up the program and you start, you'll notice that You'll see like Epidemia's girl and then it'll say $500. And so that's in the center needs to say 15 to one. So for, for 500 bucks, that's how much it costs to, to put this horse on your stable and as part of your team. And you'll notice on the bottom, it'll tell you how much your salary is remaining. And so how much you can spend per horse, what you have left to spend per horse based on what you've used so far. So this is salary cap. This is like FanDuel, DraftKings, and what it does is it enables you to, you know, have to take a couple shots here and there. You can't just pick all the favorites all the way through because it won't allow you to. You won't have enough money in your salary cap. So let's go through each of the races. And I'm not I'm not going to give you my exact lineup. I've, I've seen some people giving you exact lineups. But if I give you my lineup and you and I both play the same lineup, then you and I, neither you or I can win the big prize and we will be splitting it. That doesn't make sense. So what I'll do is... I'll go through each race and I'll give you a couple different ones. You can figure out which horse you, you like best, and, and then that's how you make your lineup. It, it's kind of silly. It's like a jackpot pick six, right? <laughs> if 
if we both play the same one, then neither one of us can hit for big. But if I give you all of my thoughts, all of my analysis and, and the approach, and you take that and you put that together with yours, that to me is always the best the best way to do it. I listen, take advice from a lot of different people who I trust. And a lot of the times, I mean, I'm not going to ever just blindly bet really everything they say, but what I'll do is, okay, yeah, I like that horse. Oh, you know what? I didn't use that horse. I'll probably throw him in there. So hopefully that's that's kind of how you yeah you handicap me sometimes. You got to handicap the handicapper, right? So in race number one, I thought you could go Kenton Road for five thousand. Just graze me for eighty five hundred. Gypsy Blue for three thousand. To me, those fit best. You know, depending on how uh, how your approach is the rest of the day. I thought Extra Hope at seven thousand uh, was a good swing in race number two. It's just a small field there. In the third, I like Originaire at three thousand. I think you can take a swing with Kingly at six thousand. Ocean Fury at a thousand. If you want to go a little bit less, those all seem like really solid options. When we move to the Breeders' Cup races, they start in race number four. Now, you don't have to pick a horse in every race on Saturday because your stable is just comprised of ten horses. So if you don't like a certain race, skip it. You can also pick multiple horses in multiple in in the same race. I don't know why you would though, because you would want to try to get the maximum amount of points from each race, right? So if you give yourself an opportunity to win ten races, that's how you can get the maximum amount of points. If you play horses that are first and second, if you play two horses in one race, they can only run first and second. You know, so it doesn't doesn't make as much sense, at least to me. Fourth race. I like Don the Destroyer. I think you can go Bellafina in this spot. Come dancing if you want to go a, a little bit higher. Spice Perfection really wouldn't talk you off either. And at least you know with a horse like Selcourt for a thousand, you'll get a good run for your money. So a lot of options in, in here. The f- fifth race, I think at three thousand you can go Imprimis, Pure Sensation at six thousand. You're going to be in front. Stubbins if you want to go a little higher. It's uh, if you want to go a little shorter. Only 750. And even Belvoir Bay in here. uh, With a big opportunity. My best bet of the day. Just from a gambling standpoint. Is Mr. Money. Mr. Money you can get for 5,000 there. I wouldn't really want to spend up as much on Omaha Beach. Um, If I wasn't going Mr. Money. Maybe I'd go to Diamond Oops. At 500 a a little shorter. In the 7th. Sister Charlie. I'm sure a lot of people will probably take this. What they consider a free square. But now there's going to be a scratch of Thais. This might be a good race to, to take a complete swing with Mirth. And I don't know if Mirth is good enough to win, but maybe can show some speed now and hang around without Thais around. So maybe you, you go real short here in Mirth, and then you can you can really use some of the, uh, the more likely winners in the other races. Eighth race, you can go Imperial Hint. I would prefer of the like of the top tier horses, and if not, I mean, what's wrong with Frenzy Fire at like seven fifty? That's not a bad price. I mean, the ten Matera Sky actually beat Imperial Hint. I wouldn't probably play a horse like that uh, in a contest like this. Chancelot, okay, maybe at seven thousand, uh, but I prefer Imperial Hint at the price there at seven thousand. In the ninth, you Circus Maximus is very logical. Got Stormy makes sense. Space Traveler at a real short 750. I think 
Uni if you want to go higher, and also Lord Glitter. So if you're looking for you know a, a real short ho- horse to use in here, you, you don't have a lot of money to spend. Lord Glitters or or maybe Space Traveler if you have money to spend. Maybe Circus Maximus or Uni for me. I'd probably spend up on Midnight Bisu in the in the tenth. I just think she's the most likely winner on the Breeders' Cup races. If not Paradise Woods, you can you can go with or. Uh, you're looking for a, a, uh, another one. How about Street Band for a, a little bit bigger price? In the 11th race, Bricks and Mortar, a, a lot of people will will go to. Uh, I'll be with er, Old Persian. Arklo, I, I wouldn't talk you off as far as picking up a check here and maybe getting you some points at, a, at not a lot off your salary cap. And then to round out the field in the Classic, I like Yoshida at the price of three thousand. If you have plenty of money left over, you can go McKinsey. I'm not really against Elate. I'm okay with Elate. And if you're looking for, you, you don't have a lot to spend in this last race, then maybe you go uh, with with someone like Owendale at five hundred. Make sure you have to get your stable set before the first race goes off on Saturday. So make sure to get involved if you have any questions at all. Starts on Saturday. Saturday, so that first race is at 10, just after 10 o'clock, 10.07. Make sure to get your stables in. If you have any questions at all, just let me know. I can help you out. And if you are looking for some Breeders' Cup analysis, we have a full Breeders' Cup Saturday show. Um, Check out the feed or anywhere you subscribe to That's What G Said, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, everywhere. We went through all of the races and in the Breeders' Cup races, we went through every single horse in every single race. Really appreciate it. The response we've been getting to the first uh, the the Friday show, a lot of people tuned in to listen. Hopefully, you'll uh, you'll check out that Saturday show and enjoy. Make some money. It's going to be a big weekend with the football, college football, Breeders' Cup, and Stable Duel. Now we close things out with Joey Cleveland.